Luke chapter 22, verse 31 through verse 34. It's where we're going to be this morning. You know, we all understand that before you get saved, you need to have an experience where you see that self, what you really are. You have to actually see what you really are. You have to see that you're utterly lost, that you're a sinner, that you need a Savior before you can get saved. We all understand that. And we understand that self has to die before you can even get saved. What we don't seem to grasp is that after we get saved and we are walking with the Lord, we still need that experience. That's what we don't quite understand. This morning we're going to look at one, one example of that actually taking place. Someone that was saved. Peter is a disciple. He walked with the Lord while the Lord was on earth. He walked with Him. He loved Him. You can see it in Peter's passion and his desire to live for the Lord. But yet... Peter still had what we would refer to as mixed faith. He had faith in Christ as the Messiah. He had faith that Christ was from God. He had faith that Christ was the Son of the living God. He even made that confession. Jesus said, Whom do you, who do you say I am? He said, well, you're the Son of God. But yet Peter's faith was still mixed. I got news for you this morning. No matter how mature you think you are, your faith is still mixed. And the only way that you'll see that is when you walk through something. If you just always lived on the mountaintop, we'd just have no problems. And you wouldn't see that you still have faith in yourself. And that faith that you have in yourself or in anything else other than Christ and what He's done for you is actually robbing from you, not benefiting you. There's a, a, a parable about, or Jesus talks about pruning. You have to prune a tree for there, there's suckers on the tree. And the sucker, although it looks pretty, suckers are mostly flowers. They look beautiful. But they are stealing nutrition from the tree. So they have to be pruned in order that more fruit... But if you leave the sucker... This jacket got to go. If you leave leave the sucker, then you lose fruit. So it has to be pruned in order that you will bear more fruit. That was the idea of that story. So this morning we're going to look at Peter. Peter had faith in Christ and, and what, what, what he did know at that time at least. But it was still mixed faith. He still had faith in other things, mainly himself. And the Lord... I'm I'm so thankful that the Lord is in control of every aspect of our life, whether He either causes or allows anything that comes into your life. 
I don't know if I believe that, Pastor. Then go read the book of Job. I got scripture for it. Have you considered my servant Job? Job said, I can't touch him. You got a hedge around him. There's nothing that I can do. He's a dog on a leash. Satan. Us as believers, we got to we got to learn that and stop being so afraid. He's a dog on a leash. God is in control of every situation and circumstance that comes into your life. If it's happening, it's because He allowed it. That's good news. That's good news. That means He's in control the whole way through. And He knows the end goal. Even though I might not know it, He knows it. And He is in complete control. He sent the disciples. He said, go to the other side. I'll meet you there. I'm going to go up in this mountain and I'm going to pray. He knew the storm was coming. He knew it. But while they were in the middle of the storm, they didn't know what was happening. They didn't understand it. He's in the mountain praying for them. So we're going to go and we're going to put all of these things together and decipher through it. And what he was praying, no doubt, was the same thing he told Peter. I've prayed for you. So that while the disciples were in the middle of the storm that he knew was coming, he knew what happened, and he most likely knew their reaction. We are going to (laughs) die. We're going to die here. I'll just let you know that's kind of the idea. The idea is that you do die. Self needs to die. The flesh needs to die. This morning, if there was going to be a title for this message, it would be, Let Only the Wheat Remain. Let Only the Wheat Remain. The wheat is a type of the Spirit. Let Only the Wheat Remain. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to You this morning. Lord, we thank You for Your grace. We thank You for Your mercy, Lord God. Thank You what You have provided for us in Christ Jesus. Lord, thank You for the new covenant, the everlasting covenant. Lord, thank You that You've brought us into that covenant. It's just by our simple faith in what Christ has done, the person and the work of Christ. And we have every benefit of that new covenant. Lord, we thank You for that, Father God. Thank You that You first loved us that we may love You now. Father, we know that You're in control of every aspect, every circumstance and situation of our lives. Lord, we ask that You administer to us this morning from Your Word. Strengthen us, Lord God. Encourage us in your, through Your Word this morning, Lord. Give us revelation knowledge, Lord, of Your plan for our lives, how You work in our hearts and in our lives, and Your end goal. Lord, that we might walk through it properly as we go through every trial and every situation and circumstance, Lord, every test, that we would walk through it Your way and not our own, Lord, that we would glorify Your name as we travel through tests and trials. Lord, we ask that You would have Your way this morning. 
Lord, that you would hide me behind the cross. Lord, that there would be a demonstration of the Holy Spirit in every heart and every life in this place. Lord, nothing can be done without the moving and the operation of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we need Your Spirit to move this morning, Lord. If You don't reveal truth to us, Lord, we cannot see it. Lord, we need You to move by Your Spirit this morning, Lord God. Minister to us, Your people. Lord, we love You. We need You, Lord God. Lord, that we would decrease and that You would increase, Father. Lord, once again, we just thank You for what we have in Christ. Lord, we thank You for Your redemption plan for us. Thank You for Your grace and Your mercy upon our hearts and our lives, Lord. And we just say and ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. If you're in Luke chapter 22, verse 31, say Amen. amen. You are good. Pastor didn't say Amen. He's still looking over there. So. <laughs> Luke chapter 31. Chapter 31. Chapter 22, verse 31. says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both into prison and to death. And he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you shall deny me three times. I know I read it a little differently than what it actually reads, but it's just easier to understand that way. So let's dive right into verse 31. This is my, this is my favorite way to do it. Just dive right on in. Verse 31 says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you. This was the same request that Satan had concerning Job. We know about that. I already gave you a little uh, snippet of that in the book of Job. That Satan couldn't do anything to Job unless God allowed it. So we also know from this that he can't do anything to Peter unless God allowed it. Well, guess what? He allowed it. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't tell Peter this. Satan has desired to have you. I'm not talking to Peter, now I'm talking to you. Just forget Peter, forget Simon's name right now. This is, it's the Lord speaking to us. Satan has desired to have you. God's in control, but he might allow it. The word desire means to demand or to obtain by asking. He has to ask permission from God before He can do anything to you. I don't, I don't, Pastor, I don't think they heard. He has to ask permission from your heavenly Father before He can do anything to you. That's it. 
Satan asked that he would be able to tempt or test or try Peter. He's asking God, the Father, if he can tempt you. And the Lord allowed it. See, God didn't do the tempting, but He allowed Satan to tempt Peter. He's not going to tempt you, but He's going to allow Satan to tempt you. Because He's got a goal in mind. Satan has one goal, but see, God has another goal. Satan's goal in the, the test and the trial of Job was that to get Job to just blow it, honestly. He said, if, if you, you allow me to get to him and take all of this from him, he will curse you. And God said, all right, go ahead. But you can only go this far. See, there's always boundaries to every temptation and trial that the Lord allows to come up on your life. There's always boundaries. Praise God for that. In this instance, Peter didn't even know that he had faith in himself. He didn't know. God knew, but he didn't know. So God was using the very test the very trial, to show Peter, this is what your faith is really in, Peter. And it's a sucker. And it's got to go. Because it's robbing you from the nutrition. It's robbing you from pure faith in me. But Peter didn't know that. Peter had no idea According to Peter, he just loved the Lord with all of his heart, mind, soul, and strength. And he was doing everything to be obedient and to just follow after the Lord diligently. He, uh, he forsook all. He was a fisherman. He left, bounced out, said, I'm walking with Jesus. He gave up so much to walk with the Lord. Yes, he had faith in Christ. But he had mixed faith. Yes, you have faith in Christ. You're saved. You're born again. You can't get saved without faith in Jesus. So you have faith in Christ. But you got faith in other things too and you don't even know it. So do I. We're in the same boat. Preaching to all of us. We're all in sanctification. We all have mixed faith. I got suckers in my life. There you go. I'll let you in. You can see it all. I got mixed faith, even when I don't think I do. So God has to allow me to be sifted as wheat. God's, God has to allow a trial in your life in order for you to see it. Say, well, he's just going to be able to tell me. He told Peter, and Peter didn't believe it. Hate to break it to you, we are not the hero in the story. We are Peter. 
He can tell you all He wants, but He knows that you won't believe it until you walk through it and you see it. That's why the flesh dies so hard. Because we cling, we sing the cling to the cross, but we cling to flesh more than Calvary. I'm preaching better than your amening. That's just the truth. You can hate me for it if you want, but I'm in the same boat. I can sing, cling to the old rugged cross, and I find in my own heart, in my own life, I'm clinging to my own flesh more than I am Calvary. So there you go. I'm not preaching at you. Preaching to myself. Back in verse 31, he says that he may sift you as wheat. (coughs) Excuse me. It would seem that this attack upon Peter by Satan was granted by God, uh, which was granted by God, was possibly in respect to his desire for greatness. There's There's always something good there. Just go back to the garden, Eve. Eve had a desire to be like God. Satan used that desire, which was a good thing, but twisted the Word of God and caused Eve to go the wrong direction. Oh, you have a desire to be like God. That's a good thing. Each one of us have the same exact desire to be like God. Because you know what? That's from the Holy Spirit. That's from God. That's the new nature on the inside of you. But Satan comes and he twists the Word of God. Well, he knows that if you eat of this tree, that you'll be like him, knowing good and evil. Well, I want to be like God. So she goes for it. That's what he does best. He just twists the Word. He can't get rid of it, but he can twist it. He can't get rid of God's redemption plan, but he can twist it. He'll put the emphasis on something else. Okay, we're Pentecostal, so don't stone me. But he'll put the emphasis on the Holy Spirit. So now the Holy Spirit becomes the emphasis. That that becomes the object of your faith. And it is no longer the person and the work of Christ. It's more about the Holy Spirit. And before you know it, you're chasing the Holy Spirit. And you find yourself following another spirit and you don't even know it. He just twists just a little bit. A good desire he uses, though. Peter, no doubt it was a desire to be used in a great way by God. Not a bad desire. But because we're sinful creatures, it gets twisted. And now Peter has a desire to be the greatest. And now Peter thinks he's better than the rest. And really, the only thing Peter's thinking about right now is himself. 
and how if all those other disciples would just be like me. I'm getting ahead of myself, but why not? If all the other disciples was just, would they just be like me, Lord? I'll never, all the other ones may run. All the other ones may just run away from fear, but not me, Lord. I'll go to prison with you. I'll die with you. I'm ready for whatever comes my way. I'm going on with Jesus. That's Peter's, that's Peter's mentality. I'm going on with Jesus all the way, baby. Whether it's prison or death, I'm coming, Lord, because I love you more than all of these, obviously, because they wouldn't do it. And the only thing, what's the one thing you keep hearing over and over in all this? Me, 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 me. Has nothing to do with you, Lord. Just me. Maybe you should just follow me into prison and death. Because I'm so great. If only the other disciples would just be like me. If they just prayed like me, Pastor, we wouldn't have a problem in the body of Christ. If they just thought like me, Pastor, if they just weren't so selfish like me. Me, 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 me. I can do it. If I was preaching, then this would be a whole lot better. If I was leading praise and worship, man, the people would just be falling out. Me, 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 me. But it's all for the glory of God. Your faith is in yourself. You can't see it until a trial comes your way and breaks you. Then you find out what's the chafe and what's the wheat. That's what it takes. I wish it didn't. I really wish it didn't. Why? It hurts. I just, I'll just be real with you. It hurts. It hurts. But I trust Him. We can trust Him. Everything that happens, He either causes it or allows it. He's in control. He sets the perimeters around the trial and says, you can go this far, but no farther. So you can trust Him. With whatever comes your way, you can trust Him. But it hurts. It hurts. If trees could feel when we pruned, they would say, ow! Even though it's for their good. And it'll benefit them, but in that moment, ow! When it's happening to you in that moment, ow! Just be be real. Ow! What are you doing, Lord? Don't Don't worry about being... Put on the face that you're supposed to put on because we in church. No, that ain't me. I just praise the Lord all the day long. Not when He starts pruning. Ow! What are you doing, Lord? I don't understand. I don't understand why this is happening. I don't understand why this isn't happening. While this is happening, I've been praying to you for years about this and instead it's not happening and this over here is happening. This is tearing my world apart and I don't understand. 
and I find myself on the floor sucking up carpet. <laughs> crying so hard that I'm ju just the ugliest I'll ever be. Because I don't understand. And I don't want anybody else to see because i got to have the mask of Christ on because I, I trust the Lord with everything. Baloney! Just be honest. He already knows. You're not, you might be fooling everybody else, but He knows. He knows that your faith is already mixed. He already knows. He still loves you. Good news. He still saved you, and He knew it was already like that. He doesn't, he doesn't have a heart attack when, he, when you see something. Oh, no. Lord, not me. I'll go to prison with you. I'll go to, I'll die. I'm ready to die with you, Lord. Not me. Maybe all of them jokers, but not me. Peter, I already know it's there. And I already called you still. I've already, I'm already just saved, Peter. You're walking with me. I knew it was there the moment I met you and said, follow me. You didn't know it was there, but I knew it was there. Satan tempts in order to bring out the bad <coughs> in hopes of causing the person to quit or to lose faith. The test is to reveal what our faith is in and to prove it. Your faith is only as good as what you put it in. One of the things that I see probably the most in the body of Christ, and it breaks my heart, because your faith is only as good as what you put it in. So, <clears throat> don't stone me for this. Man, the Lord's promised me something. The Lord's promised, promised me this. And I'm hanging on to it. No matter what happens, I'm hanging on to that promise. And I'll just give you a hint right now. The promise isn't what we have in Christ in Scripture. It's a personal promise that you're hanging on to. Saying, that was from the Lord. I know it was from the Lord. I'm hanging on to that promise. And your faith is in the promise, not the Lord. So faith is so strong. I have such great faith that I'm just hanging on even though the wind is blowing contrary winds and it just looks like hey, no way it's going to happen but praise, bless God, I'm hanging on because I got faith. You got faith in the promise and it might not even be from God. Your faith is in the wrong thing and you don't even know it. You've been deceived. I, there's things I felt like the Lord told me. Well, that was, a, that was a promise from the Lord. And guess what I found out? That was just me. Man, I really do sound a lot like the Holy Spirit. I was fooled. You laugh about it, but it hurt me. I was fooled. 
And the Lord allowed it so that I could see. So He could purify my faith. So He could prune off some of the suckers. Then I found out, well, I've got everything I need already in Christ. Man, the Lord, the Lord promised He's going to do this. I, to be honest, I don't care. Because I already have everything. Whether that happens or not, I don't care. I have hard enough time hanging on to the promises that I find in Scripture, much less one that I really don't have any evidence for. Come on. We, we hold tighter to a promise that we feel like we got from God, a personal promise, than we do the promises that you can stand on in Scripture. And we wonder why we're blown about with every wind of doctrine. We forget that God has already spoken His Word. We think that everything that comes from God has to be an audible voice in our prayer closet. He's given you His Word. They should both match up. Alright, we'll get off of that. Temptations and testings are not allowed by the Lord in order that He may know the extent of our faith, for He already knows, but so that we may know. (coughs) Jesus knew the weakness of Peter, and He knew what Peter's faith was in, but Peter didn't know. The, The trial and test was not for God. It was so Peter would know. No matter what Jesus told Peter, Peter would not see it until he walked through it. Like I said, we are more like Peter. We're more like Peter than we think we are. The worthlessness of self was what Peter had to find out. Because his faith was in himself. So his faith was only as good as whatever it was in. It was in himself. So he had to find out, man, that source ain't worth a nickel. God at times uses Satan as his instrument in addressing character, causing men to seek God's holiness rather than their own. So you won't think you need the holiness that Christ provides until you find out that yours is not enough. You won't won't think you need the righteousness that Christ provides until you find out that yours is not enough. So the Lord has to allow something to come for you to see, man, my righteousness is Really, it really is filthy rags. What are you saying, brother, brother Tanner, brother Tan, Pastor? 
I'm saying that you're going to blow it. You're going to sin. The Lord already knows that you're going to sin. You're not Jesus Christ. He's the only one that's perfect. You are not. You are going to fail. You are going to sin. And the more you hang on to your ability to be obedient, you're going to find the more you blowing it. Because your faith is in yourself. And He's going to allow it for your good in order that you'll let go of that and cling to Him. To let go of that and cling to what He provides. Are you saying, Pastor, that we are just don't... We're just not supposed to even try to be obedient. That's not what I'm saying. If you're hearing that, then that's being twisted. I'm telling you right now, you can't. If you could, Christ died in vain. So stop stressing yourself out over being perfect. Come and be obedient in every area. No, you won't. Not for lack of effort. You're going to try, but you just won't. It's okay. It's okay. you got a Savior who's already done everything for you. And the only thing He wants you to do is just believe. Just trust Him. Put your faith in Him. Let go of that and hang on to Him. It's much more better that way. Peter followed Christ from obedience, devotion, dedication, and love. As a born-again believer, that all sounds so good to us. His devotion to the Lord was unparalleled, unreal. Amen. Praise God. pastor wants a whole congregation full of people like that. Dedication, obedience, devotion, dedication, and love for the Lord. Doesn't that sound like just a perfect congregation? Man, praise God. From the outward appearance, it seemed that Peter was faultless in this. But what man can't see, God can see. The sharp trial which came revealed to Peter... And to all of us, the unknown depths of sin. Faith in something other than Christ is sin. The confidence that Peter had in himself was about to be revealed through the trial. The trial would reveal that Peter's faith was in self and not as pure as he thought it was. Verse 32. But I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. I'm going to go ahead and read this. I'm not going to break down verse 33 and 34, but I'm going to read it. Verse 33 says, And he said unto him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both in prison and to death. So we already see Peter not getting the... He, ain't, he just ain't getting it here. Oh no, Lord. It's, but it, what, what Peter just revealed in that one statement is that your faith is in yourself, Peter. Verse 34, and he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you shall deny me three 
times. You're going to deny that you even know me, Peter. Your boast is that you'll go to jail. You'll go to prison for me. You'll go to prison with me. you even die with me. But I'm telling you right now, you're going to deny that you even know me. So we, already, we can see clearly that Peter has faith in himself. And the Lord tells Peter again, Peter, that source that you're drawing from is useless. But you think it's beneficial, so you're going to have to go through this and find out that it's useless, so you'll let it go. Nobody, nobody, it's not fun to let go of Ishmael. Because we love him. It makes us feel good. We, we, I love Ishmael. I, Ishmael just makes me feel like I contribute so much. It gives me self-importance. You've got to let it go. Verse 32, But I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. Jesus was praying that the true faith that Peter had in him, because remember, Peter had faith in Christ. So Jesus is praying, Peter, I've prayed for you that when this comes, when you blow it, when you find out that the thing that you got your faith in is useless, it's, as, Peter, as, uh, as Paul would say, it's garbage. Everything that I depended upon before Christ, I count as garbage. Peter had to learn, whoa, this is garbage. Faith in self is not going to do me any good. It's going to steal from me. That source is garbage. I've got to let it go. Jesus says, Peter, I've prayed for you that your faith fail not. That the true, genuine faith that you do have in me will remain that that will be strengthened. The other has to die. But I'm praying that through that fire, through that test, through that trial, that the genuine faith will remain. That when it's all thrown up in the air and the fan blows, that the chafe goes away and the wheat remains. That only that which is of the Spirit would remain. I'm praying that it remains Peter, that's my prayer for you, that it remains. That's what he's praying for you, that when the trial comes, when the test comes, that what is genuinely of the Spirit, which is faith in the person and the work of Christ, will remain, even when the other is blown away and put in the fire. Pray that your faith fail not. He did not pray. Peter, I pray that you don't sin. He already told him, you're going to blow it. You are going to sin, Peter. My prayer is not that you don't fail. Because I already know you're going to. You don't know you are. But I already know. I'm praying that your faith fail not. I'm praying that the wheat would remain. Satan's attack is always delivered against faith. For if your faith fails, all is lost. Uh, Newsflash, 
It is not Satan's, Satan's end goal is not just to get you to commit an act of sin. We've got to learn that in the body of Christ. So when you do blow it, Brother Danny, you won't think, that's it, uh, I've been thrown to the waste pile. Yeah. Satan's goal is not just to get you to sin, it's to get you to walk away from your faith. He needs you to believe that what Christ did isn't enough. That's, right. That's what He needs. He's trying to kill your faith. Not just get you to commit an act of sin. Peter may have lost a battle, but not the war. If his faith in Christ does not fail, he didn't lose the war. If you've been in, in, in the military in any fashion or just know anything about battle, you might lose a battle, but it doesn't mean the war is over. Right. America was devastated by Pearl Harbor. They lost the battle. But not the war. You, something might happen in your life that is devastating. You just blew it. You bit off the biggest piece of stupid that you possibly could. Here came a trial. Here came a test. Man, I failed, Pastor. And everybody knows how much I blew it. Everybody knows the sin that I just committed. And it is embarrassing. And I'm ashamed. And everybody's getting ready to throw stones at me. Just like they did to that woman caught in the act of adultery. I just lost a battle. But Jesus is praying that your faith fail not. You might have blown it. You might have messed up. You might have just absolutely blew it and everybody knows how bad you just messed it up you might not be welcome in any church in America who cares keep your faith just keep believing keep believing keep believing yeah you blew it guess what happens when you blow it when you blow it you go and put your faith in the only thing that you should have ever had it in, which is what Christ did. That's where you go. Every time you sin, you say, Lord, well, I need forgiveness. I need what? The blood of Jesus. Where was that shed? Calvary. Guess what? You just got your faith back in the right thing. And here comes the person of the Holy Spirit who works within the finished work of Calvary, and He makes real to you in your heart and in your life that you are washed. Y'all got me sweating up here. Alright, let's wrap this up. No believer is judged fallen by God who continues to trust in the person and the work of Christ. That's good news. For each and every one of us, that's good news. If you keep believing, if you keep trusting, if your faith is still in Christ and what He's done, and you believe He's still, it's still enough. It's enough. I know everybody else may be ready to throw me into the ditch, but He will not, because He said, "My grace." is sufficient. No matter how big your mess up, 
No matter how long the list of failures you got, the answer is still the same. My grace is sufficient for you. And when you are converted, back to, back to verse 32, and when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. This does not pertain to being born again. The word converted means to turn towards. The idea was, once you turn your faith back to me, Peter, because your faith got moved to yourself, Peter. So once you're converted, once you turn your faith back to me and off of yourself, then strengthen your brethren. Strengthen your brethren. You'll be able to strengthen your brethren, Peter, because now you got the right source. Because you've died to self, Peter, and your faith is in me. You've moved your faith back to me, Peter, so when one of your brethren blows it, you'll be able to act in the Spirit and say, get up, brother, you might have, failed. You might have lost this battle, but the war isn't over. Even though you will fail, Peter, I have not changed my mind in the least about you. Even though you... Not, not, not Peter now. Even though you will fail, the Lord is saying, I haven't changed my mind in the least about you. Not, not one small little bit have I changed my mind about you. The thoughts I have for you, they're still good. You're still mine. You still belong to me. My blood is still enough. It will always be enough. My righteousness is still enough. It will always be enough. I haven't decided to move you in a corner office somewhere that no one can see you because you embarrass me. That's not how God works. He's saying, actually, once we get through this, I'm going to put you in the forefront because now you're going to be a trophy of my grace. Hmm. Every promise is still the same. Even when you absolutely blow it, Pastor. They're still the same. He doesn't give up on you. Other people might, but he won't. And he's praying that your faith fail not. I said he's praying that your faith fail not. That in the end, the wheat will remain. The wheat will remain. I said the wheat will remain. This walk with the Lord is just not always easy. I'll just I'll give you that. It's just not always easy. We're going to go through things. We, we are pro, we're guaranteed that that's going to happen. Preaching myself happy, Brother Sid. He never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb. 
He never offered our victories without fighting. But he said help would always come in time. So just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision, in the adversary, he says, give in. Oh, just hold on. Our God will show up and He will take you through the fire again. It's a promise. It's a promise. It's a promise. Each one of us, we're going to go through. There's trials and tests that are tailor-made. God has, they're tailor-made just for you. Because He knows you. And He knows what it takes. He knows what it takes. Some through the water, some through the flood. Some through the fire, but all through the blood. Some through great sorrow, but my God, He gives a song. In the night season, and all the day long. The wheat will remain. Pastor, it's all yours. <laughs> 